Welcome to WKCS 91.1 FM Falcon Radio. This is Sarah Emery and Matthew White with your next episode of In Session with Jed McKeon, Knoxville lawyer and Fulton graduate. This episode will be talking about personal injury lawsuits. So, Mr. McKeon, what is included in a personal injury lawsuit? Okay, so when you think about the term personal injury, you think about a person getting injured, obviously. And there are a few different ways that those specifically happen that people think about. Uh, one is something like a slip and fall. You're at Kroger, uh, there's some sort of liquid, somebody spilled some milk on the floor, someone walks through, slips, and hurts themselves. Another way that you could have a personal injury lawsuit is if some, you get hurt while you're on somebody's property. Um, you know, you're walking in their backyard and you fall in a hole, something of that nature. But the primary and main way that people experience a personal injury lawsuit is through a car wreck. Mm-hmm. That is far and away the, the uh, probably most filed lawsuit in any uh, state in any country is a car wreck just because there's so many cars, so many drivers, and uh, that's what people most have the most experience with. So what is your first step after getting in a car wreck? Okay, so you're driving down the road, and I'm in the car, and uh, say you, uh, you, Sarah, and Matthew are in the car with me, and we're driving down the road, and we get rear-ended by another vehicle, okay? So maybe our airbags deploy, maybe they don't. But first thing we're going to do is stop the car if we haven't been stopped already and look around and make sure that everybody is okay. If anybody has any injuries, if anybody needs any medical attention or or to try to get them out of the vehicle or out of harm's way. Okay. And um, so most people say like when you get in an accident, first thing you do is get out and take pictures. So what can you take pictures of? Okay. So after you've checked everybody to make sure everyone's okay, um, at some point, if you can, you probably want to get out of your vehicle. Now, in some busy cities like Nashville or New York, they will say, if you've been in a wreck and you can move your car to the side of the road, they encourage you to do so. Typically, you don't want to do that because when the officer gets there, they will make a diagram of where the cars started and where they ended, and they won't be able to do that if you've moved your vehicles. So, assuming your car hasn't been moved, you've checked, I've checked you, I've checked Matthew, I've checked myself to make sure we're at least able to move. We don't, no one needs CPR or anything like that. Then I'm going to get out of my car and take out my phone and start looking around and potentially taking pictures. And I'll say this as well. You probably want to go and check on the other driver to see if they're okay as well. Um, That's just people being neighborly and looking out for each other. There's no obligation that you do that. There's no law that says that you have to do that. But that's something that you probably just want to do out of the goodness of your heart. Make sure they're okay. And then probably pretty quickly, you're going to want to whip out your phone and start taking pictures of where the cars are, what the road looks like, and those kind of things. So I know most people get pretty angry after getting hit by by another car. So what do you do if someone's getting like yelling or like arguing or something like that? Well, I can relate to being angry in a car accident. I was involved in two wrecks in the same day 
where I was rear-ended in two different cars. And the second one, I was just throwing things. I was upset. No one wanted to talk to me in that moment. Um, so, yes, people get upset, especially if it's not their fault. Or lots of times people will say it wasn't their fault, even though it was their fault. Mm -hmm. And so the best thing you can do is either, you know, give them their space or try to calm them down. I know that when I was upset, it, I would, the other driver took, took the blame. He said, it was my fault. We'll get this worked out. And it was all I could do just to keep my mouth shut just because I was so frustrated at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, and just do your best to be quiet. And I'll tell you why this is important is because if you don't and you mouth off to that person or the officer or the um, or anyone else, then one the officer might write the report in a different way that puts you at you 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 at fault. Or two, if it gets to the point where there's a lawsuit involved or you're having to give a statement to someone, then someone will say, "Well, I, I heard that Jed McKeon. He was just he was cussing up a storm and he was saying how a, ter a terrible a person I was and he was the meanest person ever." Whether that whether the accident was my fault or not, if P if a jury of twelve people hears me hears that I was cussing someone out over something that happens every day, clearly an accident. They're not going to like me very much, and they're not going to want to rule in my favor. So there is no benefit to you. You won't even feel good afterwards. There's no benefit to you to get angry or upset with anybody after that. Get upset, but keep it inside. Don't react poorly when you're there. Mm -hmm. So should you call 911 after an accident? I would tell you to call 911 after any accident. Um, some people, I, and I've been involved in these before, they will say, all right, well, we will exchange insurance information, take pictures, and because nobody was hurt, then we can, uh, you know, call our insurance companies. They'll contact each other and work, work it out. That is a great idea in theory, and sometimes it works. Um, I have seen times, though, where that has happened. Someone's driven off who was at fault, and then after the fact, the other driver has called the cops and said, I was hit, and this person drove off. That person got arre arrested for leaving the scene of an accident reckless driving after they agreed to exchange information. So be very cautious when, if you decide to do that. I understand why it makes sense, but you know, your safest bet, especially if there's serious damage and especially if someone's been hurt, Always, always, always call 911. So when the, um, the officers come and they file their report, what if, in, say, no one's been hurt at the time? What if um, things happen and the damage doesn't show itself until later in the case or later in the lawsuit? Okay. So what you're talking about is damage to your person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so when you're in an accident and you get hurt, um, hurt personally, I have... Again, I keep telling uh, personal stories here, but um, I've told officers, look, I, don't, I feel okay now, but I may not feel okay tomorrow. Now, they don't mark that on their report or anything like that, but it is quite often where people, the adrenaline pumping through them during after the accident, their injuries aren't realized until the next day, and then all of a sudden, oh man, their back is hurting like crazy, and they're having to go and get surgery. Happens frequently. So 
you know, keep in mind, you don't want to commit yourself to saying, no, I wasn't hurt. You may want to say something like, well, I feel okay now. I'm not, that's not to say that I will in the future. And unfortunately, insurance companies, when they're trying to settle cases, they'll say, well, did you go to the hospital that day? Well, no, I felt okay. And they'll say, well, you must not have been that hurt if you didn't go in an ambulance to the hospital. So, you know, they, and of course, my disclaimer is I'm not a huge fan of insurance companies because um, they own all the biggest buildings in uh, Times Square in New York. Uh, They're the ones with all the commercials on TV. They clearly have a lot of money and they do everything they can to protect that money. And usually that means not paying out claims and taking high premiums and then cutting you off of your insurance if you get in an accident. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me what car insurance has to do with it? Okay, very good question. So car insurance is something that the uh, state of Tennessee requires that you have. The minimum amount of insurance that you have to have is $25,000. And so if you get in a car accident, uh, that $25,000 is supposed to cover the medical expenses of whoever you may hit in an accident, okay? And so back to our... uh, hypothetical here you and me and Sarah are in the car together and we get hit and the other person has let's say they have a hundred thousand dollars in insurance but you need a couple back surgeries Sarah's okay and I've lost my leg or something like that something crazy okay two back surgeries cost fifty thousand dollars easily so that money will get gobbled up by the insurance pretty easily and imagine if they only had twenty five thousand dollars that money would have been long gone and so the insurance company will say well we've got twenty five thousand dollars you can have it and after that you have to sue the person who actually hit you and they may be a poor high school student like you two guys and then they wouldn't have any money so it's not worth it to go after to you so you're stuck with only the $25,000. So it can be it can be very important for the person to have insurance just so you can recover anything. What the other driver doesn't have insurance? Okay. Good question. Um and that goes right into what we were talking about. If they don't have insurance and we do, there is a portion of insurance policy that's called uninsured underinsured policy so say I have insurance and our mine is for two hundred fifty thousand dollars for uninsured that means that if they don't have insurance my insurance will take care of all three of us up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and this and underinsured uninsured is a basic portion of almost all insurance policies so that's great for us so if they don't have insurance and I have insurance I know that the three of us can still get covered and get some of our medical expenses paid is there anything to keep in mind if you have an accident out of state out of state okay so say we're driving in the state of Arizona and we get in an accident and our car gets totaled well we've got some decisions we need to make very quickly do we have it do we need to rent a car do we get bus tickets where are we going are we going to go to our final destination or do we need to get back home um, and all of those things keep in mind all of those things cost money that we probably didn't anticipate paying 
or spending. So when you're not close to home, you don't have your parents there to come pick you up. You don't have a friend who can drive down two blocks and get you to the house. You're going to have to make some serious decisions very quickly. Like what about all the stuff in your car? If your car's total, where is that stuff going? Say we have an, you know, an Xbox that we have to get back to the house. Are we going to take that on the bus with us? What if we have three guitars in the back of our car for some reason? What are we going to do with those? So there are lots of decisions that you potentially have to make if you're not close to home very quickly. That can be very scary, too. Okay, say you're in a car accident you and you filed a, you filed a report and you go to court. How do you find the right attorney? Okay, so you've been in an accident and you've uh, filed a, and there's been a police report filed. So at some point, we're assuming you will get that police report and we'll come back to that in a minute. But how do you get the right attorney? Well, well, I do personal injury work and there are also probably a thousand other attorneys in Knox County who do personal injury work. There are lots and lots of them. So what you need to do is do a little bit of research. Don't just go with who you see on TV necessarily. Do a little research, see who's getting good reviews online, who's someone that you know has used and who they liked. You need to get somebody who you're comfortable with and that's usually a friend of a friend or somebody you know through some other means. Um, And go and meet with one or two. Maybe you meet with the first guy and you don't like him. You don't have to hire the first person. If you walk to downtown on Gay Street, there are probably 50 attorney's offices. Just go in a door and say, hey, can I talk to you about my personal injury case? I'm sure they'd be happy to talk to you. So, Mr. McKeon, what do you need to have or need to do before you leave the scene of an accident? Okay. So you've gotten out of the car, you've checked on everybody to make sure that they're okay. You've taken some pictures of the vehicle, the accident scene. One other thing that I don't see a lot of my clients do that I would recommend you consider doing is uh, taking some audio statements of what you remember happening. There's an audio recording uh, function app on almost all smartphones and you just say, okay, Uh, My name is Jed McKeon. It's November 5th, 2015. I'm standing at the corner of Broadway and Cecil, and I just got rear-ended out here by a white Camry. Um, You know, the driver, everybody seems okay at the moment. Um, The driver has insurance with State Farm, and we've called the cops, and they're on their way. Because I tell you, every single Uh, insurance company that will interview you to see if they're going to pay your claim or not will want a statement from you as to what happened on the day of the accident and it's it would be awesome because we all forget things I don't remember what I had for lunch yesterday to be able to remember those things and recall and say oh I don't need to because I've already made an audio recording of it right here I don't have to remember because every I've already said all of this stuff Um, So that would be one thing that I would encourage people to start doing after they get in an accident. What do you need to have before you see an attorney? Okay. So when you go see an attorney, you're at the point now where you're thinking, I, you know, I've been in an accident. I may need somebody to represent my interest in this just to make sure that everything's taken care of the way it needs to be. I've got medical bills that need to be paid, those kind of things. So one thing I would encourage you to have is a copy of the police report. And if people don't have this, I usually say, 
hey, do you care to go get the police report uh, and bring it to me so I can look at it to assess uh, what the damage is, what some of the basic facts are about the other driver, about you, about how the officer thinks the accident occurred based on the diagram. And that's something that you can get in Knox County at either the Knoxville Police Department or the Knox County Sheriff's Office. And you can call them and say, hey, where do I get a police report? Sometimes they charge you maybe five to ten dollars. I can't exactly remember the exact amount, but a few bucks to get that. And then that's something you'll want to make hold on to and have a copy of, and then also provide your attorney as well. And you know, a police report is a critical part of the process because it, it kind of gives a lot of information on how you would potentially get a hold of the other person if you're going to try to work something out or things of that nature. This concludes our episode of In Session with Jed McKeon. And next episode, we will cover more about the personal injury process.